I kind of had a choice at that point, not just being patient with the process, but being grateful with the process. And I'm like, mm, man, I went to my dad straight after the game. I'm like, yo, like this shit can't happen anymore, man. I always find the, always try to take the good out of any negative situation. You know, I have players coming in, Xavier, and they'd be like, um, you know, I played so bad. You know, sometimes I'd, I'd be like, hey, bro, hey, I don't know, we, we can't do nothing about that. I can tell you what we can do, we can get some work in right now. Like, if you're not doing plyometrics, you're losing out on a lot of potential for performance. Um, my dad had these tapes of the Laker games. Got to a point where I, I said, you know, I want to play basketball. And I just always wanted to make sure I had the edge over people. It became a part of me, you know, I, I didn't want anybody to get to be better than me. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is the only 24-7 wearable technology that measures the everyday stressors both inside and outside of work and training. Whoop measures the physiological data related to sleep, including the quality, duration, and consistency of sleep, strain, which is the internal load from external stress, and recovery, which is the readiness to perform. Whoop uses these three key metrics to call out areas for improvements and reinforce positive habits. If you're looking to join the team, use my discount code BBALL at checkout, or just click the link in my description to get a free 30-day trial with Whoop. Come join the team. Let's level up together. Welcome back to another episode of the Basketball and Barbells podcast. This is day 11. I feel like it's been forever at this point. Thank you guys for tuning in as long as you did. If you have tuned in to all the episodes, if not, thank you for tuning in to day 11. Um, go listen to the other 10 episodes if you haven't. Definitely, definitely, definitely some major keys in there. Today, another quick hitter. Uh, today, I want to touch on hit training and does it affect hypertrophy gains? So hit training is high-intensity interval training. Um, it's going to be a little bit different uh, in regards to just the normal type of conditioning that a lot of high school and even some colleges uh, programs that they run with their athletes. Um, I'll touch on, you know, kind of how we can begin to train for muscular strength and hypertrophy. So basically just getting bigger, building more muscle, getting stronger, and um, how intensity interval training and endurance training affect it. So I'm referencing this article um, off of journal science, uh, journal of sports sciences. Um, I don't expect anyone to really go tune into this uh, this actual article, but uh, if anyone's interested, I'll link it. It's called the compatibility of concurrent high intensity interval training and resistance training for muscular strength to hypertrophy. Kind of a mouthful, but basically, this is a gathering of a ton of articles, ton of information, and they're putting it all in one place for anyone to tune into or read. Um, but today they're actually talking about concurrent training. So can we train endurance, right? Or high intensity interval training. And if we comp if we uh, actually apply that with resistance training for strength to hypertrophy, you know, what are the results from that? Um, it's pretty well known at this point, if you haven't been privy to this, but it's pretty well known that endurance training can compete with strength, power, and hypertrophy training um, and actually hinder adaptations just because of the demands of endurance training 
and also the adaptations that come from resistance training. So basically they're competing type one versus type two uh, muscle fiber types. Um, and this, this meta-analysis basically analyzed cycling and running intervals and their influence on adaptations to strength training. Um, so in a nutshell, basically what they found was that interval training did not have a negative effect on upper body strength or size. So the interval training, right, as far as affecting the upper body, not much. But they did find that the interval training did decrease lower body muscle strength gains when compared to the non-interval groups. So basically... What they found was, even though you don't really, it doesn't necessarily bother the upper body, right? You're going to get the strength, you're going to get the gains, right? The show me muscles, the muscles that everyone wants to see. Um, the interval training and the conditioning did affect the lower body strength and as well as the hypertrophy gains. And which makes sense because um, at the end of the day, the actual, if we're talking about cycling, it's a lot more localized in terms of just kind of where all of the stress is going. So when you're cycling, the upper body's not making any uh, actual movements. Um, everything's just coming down from the strides of the actual pedaling. Um, however, one thing that we can think of doing is instead of going cycling, maybe we include more running interval training or more running based interval training. Uh, because this one did not seem to affect it as much as the cycling, although it's still going to negatively affect it. Um, but I think that would be at least to a point where we can lessen the negative effects from that. Um, so I would definitely, 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 as far as getting something out of this article, uh, get creative in how you do your endurance training. So for me, I personally would rather high-intensity interval training or even just within the actual... Uh, weight training session itself, depending on how we're situating it, whether what we're training for is hypertrophy uh, or even strength, uh, just kind of modify the rest and work to rest ratios. If you haven't tuned into one of my episodes, please go and tune into that. Um, I can't remember exactly what day it was, but I actually talked about conditioning for basketball players. Understand your work to rest ratios. Um, that could be more beneficial because if we can apply this type of conditioning to the weight room well now you know we can still uh get some type of adaptation versus just going outside and running uh or even cycling i think the biggest thing is just playing basketball i don't think there's anything that can really truly mimic the the sport itself besides the actual sport uh, but for those who are doing extra just understand that if you are doing hit training uh think about how we're doing it so anything that's really localized that just focuses on the lower body uh, is going to affect that strength, the hypertrophy, that muscle gain as far as the lower body. Uh, so if you are going to do it, I would get creative or do your hit training on opposite days of your strength training. That is another option for sure. If you possibly can, I know collegiately and also high school, you kind of get everything in one session. You might not necessarily have the time or even just the, the ability or the availability to go in and do them on opposite days. Uh, but that is also another option. And again, incorporating more running-based training can lessen the effect, the negative effect of cycling on the lower body strength and hypertrophy. Uh, because ultimately, this, that's what's actually going to be more important in the long run, making sure that we stay 
healthy and we're going to be able to last a little bit longer and also still be in peak condition because basketball players, soccer players, um, because the it's such an anaerobic based sport with tons of aerobic recovery involved in the sport itself, we still actually have to make sure that one, we're in peak condition by the time the season starts, even though conditioning is going to be up to actually playing the game. We still want to have a solid foundation. Um, this is also because we can make sure we actually don't get injured. A lot of injuries, typically most injuries actually happen when we're fatigued uh, and not necessarily because of weakness. Um, so if we can be in more peak condition, we can last longer. And it's also an injury prevention uh, t- tactic as well. But again, uh, this is just one article. I thought it was very interesting. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, just letting you guys know if you are out there lifting, right, and all of a sudden you're just going to hop on a bike, um, I would second guess it. Maybe go in. Again, tempo runs are great. Uh, start off at a pace, maybe jog for 30 seconds. Maybe you go into a walk or maybe you go to a run walk. So you run for 30 seconds and then walk for 30. Uh, and it depends on your work to rest ratios. That is going to be a major key. So remember, if you have not tuned into that episode, Go tune in now. All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Again, another quick hitter. Uh, I definitely appreciate anyone that's, again, tuning into these episodes. Another short, uh, not necessarily the longest episodes, but I want to be able to do this consistently. If I'm dropping 30-minute episodes every day, I would not get the type of return as far as listeners as I have gotten so far. But I appreciate you guys. As always, if you need anything, All my contact info is in the show notes. Um, Otherwise, go out, go build, go be legendary. Thank you for listening to the Basketball and Barbells podcast. I really hope you all got major value from today's episode. Please leave a rating and review of the show and don't forget to tune into the next episode.